Hello, and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1938. The topic is Q&A, and the title is Not Hungry in the Morning, Here's Why, and How to Fix It. This has come up quite a few times, actually, in the last two or three weeks, enough that it prompted me to make today's podcast. (laughs) But I've been talking to some uh, new clients, uh, some where I do like their training in nutrition, and a couple just nutrition-only clients, and a couple times it's come up to where they're just not hungry in the morning. When we were talking about their their current activities, their current habits, these came, these same like common threads kept coming up. So I wanted to discuss those in a podcast. That way in the future I could send the podcast to a client who was struggling with this issue and they would get much more in-depth information than what I would be able to give in our uh, 30-minute consultation and or via an email. <laughs> so I want to give them more information. So the two main reasons why people are not hungry in the morning is they're dehydrated or, well, I guess it's and or, because <laughs> it could be both. They eat too much at night. There are rare occasions where there are other reasons that I've ran into with clients, but they're very rare. Those are, number one, would be not active enough. Their daily calorie expenditure doesn't exceed their daily calorie intake. They're kind of, they don't do much. So they're a little overweight. They're, they're typically not heavier. Say they're like 10 to 20 pounds heavier than they'd like to be. But they really just want body compositional change. And every, whenever we talk, I realize, and they realize, they don't really do much. <laughs> so they're active around the house with little chores and odds and ends. Maybe they go for a walk here and there. But they don't lift with weights. They don't exercise on a regular basis. So they're kind of eating at what their body needs. Their body doesn't accrue a lot of like damage throughout the day. So the body's kind of okay with what they're giving it. So everything's just kind of... Meh. You know, so it's uh, the body. It's not like it's in a happy place, but the body is like, yeah, I'm good with what I'm getting. But when you look in the mirror, you're like, I'm not good with what I'm seeing. <laughs> so, if we want to start creating body compositional change, it typically means that we're going to start to exercise more and start to introduce some resistance training. Then that is going to require that they start eating more, specifically protein. Then they run into, uh, I'm not hungry enough. So that would be the reason why. And the fourth reason I run into is just chronic under-eating. Somebody's been under-eating for a very long time, whether it's an, you know, a diagnosed eating disorder or undiagnosed. <laughs> um, uh, I have a history of that, so I feel like it's okay for me to laugh at that. Uh, I was anorexic for like two years, two and a half years, and worked really hard to overcome it. I've worked with people who were recommended uh to me from a connection with a psychiatrist and stuff. Uh, So I don't mean to discredit that. So maybe the laugh was insensitive. Sorry. Uh, But the reason why I laughed was I I know what that is like. And it's, it's common to not feel hungry if you've been chronically under eating because you've actually just, you've learned not to be hungry. That was something I struggled with when I was younger. I I was anorexic from 15 to about 17 and a half years old. And I was, I ate one meal a day. It was with my parents. I ate as little as I could on the plate, just that way they left me alone. But I would typically sleep in past breakfast. 
Uh, and then I would not eat much at lunch or not eat a lunch at all. And then I would eat a little bit of food whenever they saw me in the evenings. And then the rest of the night, I was in my basement gym trying to crush my body <laughs> and get it to change. I was skinny fat. I absolutely hated the way I looked. So I thought if I ate nothing and I exercised, I would be shredded. So I thought if I did push-ups, it would grow a big chest. And if I did sit-ups, I would lose all the fat over my abs. And if I ate nothing, I would help, it would help me lose the fat as well. Uh, I just didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> clearly. So at the time, I just absolutely punished myself to where I, I did not register hunger anymore. It took me years, literally years, to relearn like what natural hunger symbols were, signals. So, for example, when I realized I did need to start to eat to build muscle, I started eating only protein. So I might eat 150 grams of protein a day, but I was trying to get less than 100 grams of carbs and fat combined. <laughs> so it was almost exclusively protein. And I started to feel a little better, but as I would start to eat a little more, all of a sudden, I would start to get like dizzy, or I get this clammy skin, or like, oh man, I gotta like sit down. Something's wrong. And what I realized, what I had to learn was, I was just hungry. Like, I I might have eaten eight hours before, I then exercised, went and moved around, and at the time, I was working with my brother cutting grass. So I was out in the summer sun, you know, cutting grass and jeans, uh, and it's just your my poor body. Good God. Uh, but I would wonder why I would feel like crap. <laughs> And that's why I'm laughing because now I'm looking at it and I'm like, how were you even alive, let alone like the fact that you just felt like crap rather than just immediately falling over is amazing. <laughs> so I had to learn how to manage that. But those are the four main reasons why I see clients not hungry in the morning. Again, it's dehydration. They eat too much the night before. They're not active enough. Uh, with like resistance training and, and like exercise, or they've chronically under eating eaten to the point where their metabolism is just kind of like non-responsive and they don't even feel hunger anymore. Now, in these cases, here's how we fix them. <laughs> when it comes to dehydration, it is as basic as just drink something, but there are more details to that. Often when people wake up in the morning, if they're dehydrated, they actually can, this is gonna sound weird, but you also are going to register being not thirsty. Yeah, I know. That sounds awkward. Like if you're dehydrated, why wouldn't your body tell you you're thirsty? Typically, when you wake up in the morning, most people don't sleep enough and they tend to uh, be chronically underslept, meaning they're, they're going to bed later than they should. They're waking up earlier than their body really wants. When you wake up, your body is basically telling you, leave me the hell alone. This is miserable. Why aren't we back in bed? <laughs> so it's not going to say... Hey, we're awake. Give me work to do. When you consume fluid, your body has to kind of do stuff with that. It can process it. It can move it around. It has to do a little bit of work. So if you're severely underslept, and there's other conditions, but the body might just not have this natural signal that like, ooh, I'm very thirsty. It might be sending you the signal of leave me alone. Be up and move and do things for a few hours, and then maybe I'll sip on a little bit of something. Maybe we'll eat a little something. Then as the day progresses, you start to feel more hungry, maybe a little more thirsty, and then you end up eating everything at night. That is very common, but it stems from being dehydrated. So in those cases, we do want to drink something. 
uh, my recommendation is to drink something that actually tastes good. <laughs> so I've set myself goals where I'll wake up in the morning and have like a liter of water. And I've done that consistent, you know, 30 days in a row. I typically give myself like a month, you know, can I do it for four weeks, you know, kind of thing. And I'll do it, but I don't, I'm not consistent with it because I actually don't like the taste of water. I know to some people that sounds weird. To other people, they're going, I know, oh my gosh. And they're like so excited to hear somebody else say that. I don't like the taste of water. I really don't. I don't, like my wife loves water. All she drinks is water all day. And she's like, how do you, how do you not like the taste? It doesn't taste like anything. And I said, well, whatever it tastes like, I don't like. <laughs> so whatever that nothing is that I'm tasting, I don't like it. <laughs> so I do put stuff in my water. Right now I drink uh, from the supplement company NutriCost. So here's a little free advertisement for them. I actually love that company. Uh, very good prices, very uh, straightforward on their products. Like no fluff, everything's good. I really like NutriCost. Uh, I'm not being paid by them. But they have a drink, uh, Essential Amino Acids, EAA powder. And I like that. It's... Um, Whatever they use as a sweetener is great because it doesn't give me a headache like phenylalanine does. And it doesn't have this crappy, weird, fake taste, which most artificial sweetener type things do. So I actually like that, and I'll mix that in. Uh, um, I forget the amount of grams per pro protein. It's like 8 grams of protein per scoop, but it's amino acid, so it's going to digest very quickly and kind of process through. Uh, but I'll have, oh, 8 grams mixed in. Let's see, I have the container actually right in front of me. How much... How much is in this thing? <laughs> uh, it holds about 800 milliliters and 24-ish uh, ounces. So I'll have four or five or six of those a day. So at eight grams per drink, there's, you know, 32 up to 48 grams of kind of protein trickled in throughout the day. Um, I don't do it for the protein. It's just if I'm going to drink something that has a, a flavoring component, I would rather have something that's trickling in protein than trickling in sugar <laughs> all day. Uh, so that's what I drink for flavor, and I like it. I will be way more consistent with drinking that in the morning than I would plain water. I don't like the taste of plain water. Now, what I will do sometimes is actually recommend sugar for people in the initial part of the day. We might drink a, a, a drink up to 20 grams of sugar. So it'll either be a fruit juice or something that contains the 20 grams of sugar already, or I'll have them buy Gatorade powder and then we mix in the amount of Gatorade powder that would provide about 20 grams of sugar. Now the reason why is consuming the sugar in the morning actually can, in, in most people it does, it sparks the hunger a little bit faster in the day. So they'll drink the sugar and then within 20-30 minutes they're like, oh I could, I could eat something. You know, maybe I'm not like ravished <laughs> and super hungry but I guess I could eat. So it kind of gets them over that hurdle quicker. Now, if you're worried about fat loss, 20 grams of sugar is 100% not going to negatively impact fat loss. Zero percent uh, concern. Literally, zero. Again, zero. <laughs> so don't worry about it. If it helps you start to get to eat and now you get more of your, your food earlier in the day, less at night, that's going to help you in a million ways. Uh, and that 20 grams of sugar is not going to have any negative effect really. So if you're diabetic, okay, there you go. So if you're diabetic, you might want to consume something that has a little bit of fats uh, with that. So that way it slows down the sugars. But even at that uh, time, like, uh, yeah. So... If you're diabetic, there's going to be some 
ways you can manage nutrition pairing, like food pairings, to control blood sugar response, you can go to our website, www.brutalirongym.com. There's a page called Free Nutrition Education, so go to that. If you scroll down a little bit, there's a link for diabetes, Nutrition Advice for Controlling Blood Sugar. It's a document that you can actually click on, print, Uh, It'll pair with a podcast that talks about food pairings to control blood sugar response. And then it'll actually give you like a structure in which the way in which you should eat and combine foods and and make good meals. So that's totally for free. So if you're diabetic and you have any concern about the 20 grams of sugar, go to the website, click on that document, learn what you need to learn. Uh, If you need to, or if you're worried, skip the sugar, just try to get some kind of tasting fluid that uh, you like and that way you can be more consistent with it. Hydration in general, we'd be looking for 0.5 to 1 ounce per pound of body weight. That's a very general ballpark figure. Uh, Most people, if they're weight training and active, they're going to drink more than that. But that's at least something to give you an idea of how much you should be drinking throughout the day. And then the other recommendation I have is to set timers. Set timers to where if you set a goal of a minimum of 0.5 ounces per pound of body weight. So if you weigh 160 pounds, you want to drink 80 ounces of water in a day. That can can sound like a lot, but it's it's a good marker to aim towards. So what you want to do is then start to, okay, can I can I get to that by the end of the day? In order for you to get to that number by the end of the day, it's great to start the day with something. So that way you're not trying to get it in all at the end of the day. Then you have to urinate three times while you're sleeping. So that's not good for sleep quality. So you'd want to set reminders and try to consume, like take the amount of fluid you want to get in a day, break it into three sections. So thirds. So let's make the math easy. Say we want to get 150 ounces. I want to do 50 ounces, then 50 ounces, then 50 ounces. In the first six hours of being awake, I want to consume about 50 ounces of fluid. In the second six hours, another 50 ounces. In the third six hours, or roughly six hours, depending on how long you're awake, the other, the last kind of 50 ounces. What I would suggest is set reminders or timers in your phone or in your work computer, personal computer, whatever the hell you carry around with you most days. Uh, Just set a reminder in there so that way you're prompted to consume that fluid in the first six hours of being awake. That will help to push you. So right now, maybe you only get 20 ounces in the first six hours. Okay, that's fine. So you can get to 25 ounces. Once you do that for a week or two, see if you can get to 30 ounces. You know, just work your way up. Doesn't you don't have to you don't have to do something immaculate and amazing, you know, in, in one day. Just eke your way up slowly over time. That's fine. So that's how we fix dehydration is get something that tastes good to you. It's okay if it has up to about 20 grams of sugar. Uh, And try to break your daily amount of fluids down into three sections. And in the first six hours of the day, try to hit a third of your total fluid intake goal. Now, the next topic we have, or the next reason why people aren't hungry in the morning, is they eat too much at night. Essentially, we just need to eat more in the morning or uh, and or during midday. It doesn't mean you need more food volume. We can often just choose foods that are more calorically dense. That will help you get more calories in. Uh, there are just foods like, for example, you know, a head of lettuce is whatever calories it has, like four. <laughs> but maybe it's like 100 calories. Uh, if you take the same size of a head of lettuce 
and you eat a ball of pizza, it's going to be a heck of a lot more than 100 calories. So there are some foods that are just more nutriently dense than other foods. Like nuts are a great example of a nutriently dense food. It doesn't take a lot of nuts to add up to a lot of calories. Uh, oils, oh my gosh, like drizzling like two tablespoons of oil onto a meal, right there I, I believe is 90 calories or even more. I kind of forgot it, whether it's 90 calories for one tablespoon or two tablespoons right now. Uh, but you want to, that's a good way to just add a little bit of calories. You can add some sauces to things, you know, so, and, and you don't want to necessarily add like sugary sauces, but anything that just adds a little bit of calories more earlier in the day, in the middle of the day, so that way you don't need as many calories at night. Um, and then what we want to look at is to purposefully consume less total calories in the last six hours of the day. So if we're doing that three hour, like, the three sections of six hour time blocks that we talked about for the fluid intake. So the first six hours of being awake, then the next second six hours of being awake, then the final six hours of being awake. In that final six hours, make sure you get enough protein in to hit your daily goal, but bring your carbs and fats down. So the calories that are contributed by carbs and fats, bring that down to keep your protein up. If you do that, that's going to make you hungrier the next day. So your body will have processed those calories while you were sleeping. It's going to wake up and say like, oof, hey, you know, I can sense I'm in a little bit of a deficit. Can you eat more food? And then all of a sudden you have hunger in the morning. So you want to eat a little less in the nighttime. So that way you're hungry a little more in the daytime the next day. So literally just one evening of eating a little less can fix the whole cycle. If you struggle to eat more during the day, you want to think of quick and easy food options. Uh, calories and protein are really all you're looking for. It, it doesn't matter too, too much as to what you eat. So sometimes people are over-restrictive with their food choices, and then therefore they don't eat anything in the morning because they're like, well, I didn't have time to make you know X, Y, Z. And it's like, well, who the hell said that's all you need to eat? Like that's all you're allowed to eat. So if you don't have time to make eggs and oatmeal, that's fine. You don't have to eat eggs and oatmeal. Uh, you can just get like a, like a little package of nuts. Uh, you can break that out, eat that on the way to work. I make a bagel sandwich sometimes. I'll just toast a bagel, slap on a couple slices of lunch meat, eat that as I would go to work. Uh, there's a bajillion quick options. Uh, my wife, for example, we have her drink a core power protein drink. It's 26 grams of protein. She likes the taste. Great. Just chug that on the way to work. So just getting in something early in the day it's it doesn't matter it's it doesn't matter if it's like organic or this or that or uh people get so worried about these like these constraints that they end up eating nothing and if your option is either this mystical perfect food or nothing don't do that don't give yourself the all or nothing kind of options eat something in the middle <laughs> you know like some nuts isn't going to kill you unless you have a nut allergy <laughs> Uh, you know, like a little protein drink, like a core power protein drink, or some of my clients do carnivore uh, ready-to-drink uh, containers because that's non-dairy. Uh, it's actually beef protein. So there are dairy-free options. Maybe you want some cheese sticks. Maybe you can do, you know, a granola bar uh, or like some kind of like protein, a higher protein type bar. Uh, it, it can be literally anything that just kind of gets some calories in your face and gets you moving. We don't want to necessarily eat like a bag of M&M's. That's not going to be the best choice. So somewhere between a bag of M&M's and this mystical perfect food that you can never get in, eat something in the middle of that. Then uh, if we're looking for the third thing was if you're not active enough, 
Uh, just add some type of movement in the evenings. Go for a walk. You know, if you want a mental transition between work and family time or work and evening, go for a walk after work, even if it's only 10 minutes. Maybe you can do a walk in the early evening, catch up with loved ones, talk about how your day was, phone call to a friend, just get up and move around. Um, I've had a client one time, they were telling me that they have their house, the way their house is structured, it's like a figure eight. And in the evening, they'll get on the phone and they'll just walk in the figure eight around their house. So rather than sit laying on the couch, and talking to the friend, they'll get up and walk around uh, while talking to the friend. Another client gardens. Another client does photography. So they walk around their backyard and their neighbor's yards, which thankfully the neighbors are okay with. <laughs> um, and they're doing photography. I just laugh now because joking about, like, I hope the camera's always pointing away from the neighbor's houses. But they do photography. So they'll go outside and take pictures of things, and that gets them up moving around. Uh, you can even just be social at the gym. So if you kind of have like a stay-at-home job and you don't really see human beings much, lucky you, but <laughs> you might want to go to the gym and be a little social butterfly every now and then. You know, get on the elliptical, get on the treadmill, chit-chat a bit. Maybe your gym has a pool. You can go swim, swim some laps in the pool. Just move around. Just get into a habit of trying to get into the evening and doing something. It can be as short as 10 minutes. It can be however long you want. doesn't really matter. Just move and make that kind of a normal practice. And that will start to increase some hunger in the following mornings. The last thing we have for chronic under-eating, we have free on the website. I already talked about our free nutrition education page. So again, the website is www.brutalirongym.com. Go to the free nutrition education page. If you scroll to the bottom of that page, uh, the last kind of document we have available is recovering from an eating disorder and specifically under-eating. There are different types of eating disorders. Uh, but that is a document and a supporting podcast along with nutrition advice on how to reestablish a healthy eating pattern. Again, you can view that. You can print that totally for free on the website. But essentially what you're going to want to do is try to get some idea of where your calories currently are. You can use a nutrition tracking app that is kind of the easiest, even though it doesn't feel easy. But once you learn how to do it, it's pretty easy. Um, but use a nutrition tracking app, kind of see what you eat throughout the day. And if you have big swings, you know, maybe one day you're eating 400 calories, another day you're eating 1,000, next day you're eating 500, the next day 1,200. If it's a little scattered, see if you can try to narrow that range. So maybe you track it for a week and you're like, oh, wow, there was an 800-calorie range between my highest and lowest day. Next week, can you get that down to 600? The next week, can you get it down to 400? And I usually encourage clients to get somewhere between 200 to 400 uh, within their caloric range difference. And then we try to just walk that up slowly. So we try to add 50 calories every, say, two weeks or whatever rate they're comfortable with. So let's say that at first we start between 600 to 1,000 calories. Then, okay, we've been pretty consistent with that. We've hit that you know, well for two weeks. Let's see if we can go to 650 and 1,050. So can we be between there? We'll maybe do that two, three, four weeks, whatever they're comfortable with. Then we go to 700 to 1100. And we just slowly walk our way up to where they're in a more healthy and normal uh, range, given their muscle mass, given their activity level. And then their natural hunger signs will start to return, which at first kind of sucks a bit uh, because you're going to have that clammy skin. You're going to be a little dizzy. You're going to get some hangry, some hangry emotions. 
you're going to all of a sudden start to realize, like, I am freaking grumpy. <laughs> and then you eat, and you're like, doo, 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 I'm feeling great. And it's like, oh, wait, what the heck happened? Why did I just go from I want to rip everyone's face off to now I actually like everyone? And that's part of just relearning what hunger is. And that will definitely, definitely, definitely help you over time because your metabolism is going to start to respond. Uh, if you've lost your menstrual cycle, that's going to come back. There's a lot of health impacts uh, that chronic undereating has on the body, and it's uh, very beneficial to reverse those and get that uh, back to run uh, the right way. So those are the four main reasons why people tend not to be hungry in the morning. Again, dehydration, they eat too much at night, they're not active enough, or they have chronic undereating. They've just been undereating for a really long time. If you're struggling with any of those, hopefully I gave you some good tips that can get you started. If you need anything else or you just want some extra information, just shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. Again, you can go to the website, find any information on there. Also on the website, on the bottom of most pages, is a, a contact form where you can reach out and send any questions uh, through the website as well. But I hope that if you need anything, you always feel encouraged to reach out. If you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on our website. Also, if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Chip. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.